Welcome to the Forsyth Mags podcast, a show that celebrates all that is good and happening in Winston-Salem and Forsyth County. I'm your host, Brooke Eagle. Let's dive in. Hey guys, it is Brooke here, and I have Ann Gotro here with me today with uh, Trellis Supportive Care. Hey, Ann. Hi, Brooke. <laughs> this is kind of fun. A new adventure for both of us, podcasting. Yes, exciting. Um, so, Ann, like I said, is with Trellis Supportive Care, and if you have not heard of Trellis Supportive Care, which you may not have, it is... They recently had a name change. Trellis is formerly um, Hospice and Palliative Care Center. That's right. Yeah. That's so, right. Anne, tell us about the reasoning behind the name change and kind of some of the difficulties and challenges that came with uh, changing a name. I know that's a big, a big feat. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm glad to do it because people in the you know the general public and hopefully the people listening, it's piquing their interest as to why would Hospice and Palliative Care Center change its name and not even have hospice in the primary name Um, and I will tell you that uh, what what I bet your listeners what I bet our listeners really don't know is that there are more than one hospice Mm -hmm. we are not the only hospice and in fact if you're listening in the Winston-Salem area as for example um, if you had a loved one in the hospital and somebody was ready to make a, a decision to to have hospice care for a loved one you could have as many as 10 choices wow and they all have, you know, we were part of that group that had similarly confusing names. Um, the bugaboo is we were the first in the state. And uh, there were very, very, very few for-profit hospices up until about 10 years ago. And I bet people just in the community wouldn't realize that there are several for-profit hospices that have started to provide care, not just in Forsyth County, but all over the state, all over the country, really. Um, but in our area, and when I say our area, I'm really talking about the, the Piedmont Triad. We serve 13 counties. We have an office not only in Winston-Salem, but in Walnut Cove, which is in Stokes County, and mm-hmm. Knoxville and Davie County, and also in Salisbury, which is Rowan County. So we have a decent-sized footprint. Um, but there was a lot of confusion. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> so we had people that were friends of our organization, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I say we had donors and board members when it was their time to choose hospice for a loved one. There's enough that were ended up in the wrong hospice. They, oh wow! They thought yeah. they had us. Therefore, I hope your listeners realize that Trellis Supportive Care now our new name. We also have the Kate B Reynolds Hospice Home as a part of our organization. Um, but we're the only hospice that has the option of a, of a hospice home uh, as part of the service. Which is so valuable to have. I mean, yeah, not everybody needs it. But if you need it and want it yes. and you realize that you're not with our hospice and you don't have access, yeah. then it's, it's a real shame. It's, so mm-hmm. the number of people that were calling us saying, what in the world has hit these people are coming in, but they, they, they're not with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that initiated the thought that, okay, we need to think about changing our name. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was, that was 
When was when was that? Of it. I know it's been kind of in the works for. You know, we've been. This was something that we thought about for. I'm, I'm when I'm not exaggerating when I say you know three to five years before wow. we actually changed the name, and yeah. the process in doing it. We we interviewed a ton of people. We talked to a lot of consumers who might need hospice one day. We talked to a lot of people who had utilized a hospice, our ho- some with our hospice and some with other hospices. Um, just to get some consu- just to learn like what do consumers really think? They all thought we were you know all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them think you just pick the one in your geographic town or or that you don't county. have a say. I think yeah. Yeah. or that your doctor just signs you up with yeah. the one you should have, but that is so not the case. So and we talked to a lot of our referral sources and interestingly, the people in the medical community that refer um, thought it was a great idea. They said there is a lot of confusion. We, as a medical community, we really value and understand the difference between a not-for-profit hospice and a for-profit hospice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there were several reasons that we did it, but we hope that Trellis Supportive Care is a memorable name that people can identify, you know, eventually with us mm-hmm. but that, that will be top of mind. Um, we also, in the process... After we knew that there was no question it was going to be the right thing to do, um, it was not easy to just pick a name. There were oh, se- no doubt. I yep. can't imagine. You have to get one that's legally available for starters, and it can't be confusingly similar to any other business name. Um, but I will tell you this. When we heard Trellis, we, we instantly thought of, you know, that peaceful garden setting. And for some of the listeners maybe that don't know what a trellis is. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. So Walk tre- us through that. A trellis is typically something that you find in a garden and uh, or a vineyard if you think about the way grapes and vines grow up and they need they need that framework of support to, like, rose bush, roses sometimes climb up a garden trellis. Mm, yeah. um, you know, some people say, oh, my grandmother had one in the backyard leaning up against the chimney or whatever, you know, like the old school kind of trellis. But you, yeah. hear, you hear it a lot on HGTV these days where people are putting a trellis in their yard to, again, for, for plants and vines to grow and kind of find their way. And, and what a trellis literally is, is a framework of support. Like that's the I literal. I love that. I love that. So let's go back for maybe people who don't know. Um, I know we obviously both do, but what what all does trellis supportive care do well that's a big question (laughs) yeah well one of the reasons to have to have the words supportive care in our name is to encompass sort of the broader scope of what we do now providing hospice care is absolutely the cornerstone of what we do that is the biggest um i was going to say service line but that doesn't really sound right does it but it is it's it most of the most of the people that we care for on any given day are in our hospice program. Mm-hmm. Um, we also provide palliative care for people that might be going under tr- undergoing treatment or curative therapies, but need some pain and symptom management and also some guidance and direction on how to manage you know, pain and making treatment choices and that sort of thing. Um, we also do a tremendous amount of grief counseling for people in the community. Which is huge. People don't, I don't think people realize that you guys offer that. Yeah, and it's it isn't just for families that have lost a loved one in hospice care. It's for anybody. Yeah, and in fact, most of the people now that come to our uh, grief counseling 
support groups and individual, you know, one-on-one sessions are people that have um, just had a loss and, and no connection to, to Trella supportive care whatsoever, oh, wow. no connection to hospice, but, um, you know, maybe an accident or a suicide or just a sudden loss. Um, so, yeah, we're there for anybody in the community. And part of that I'm going to just have to say is thanks to donations from the community. Sure. And some other, um, you guys do such great events throughout the year. Yeah, that helps a lot. And you're yeah. in, you're involved in one of them. Yeah, you're I'm. One of I'm on. I've been on the. Well, now it's the Trellis Supportive Care Foundation Leadership Council, and that is a huge mouthful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, we put on a derby party every year, a Trellis Derby party, um, and this is probably what the this will be fourth the, year, maybe. Yeah, four least, years in at least. More, and it's. Um, it's been fun to raise money for Trellis and and to have fun while you're doing it. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great great the, the great hope, event. The for Hope us. Run, of course. Yep, the Hospice Hope Run, and now that's a 21, 22 year tradition in this community. Wow. Yeah. Um, we've moved it a few years ago so that we brought it downtown, so it's near the Bailey Park area in downtown Winston, but super easy parking. And I think this year we're going to have a five k and a ten k. Uh, And we have a family picnic out there in Bailey Park, which kids love running around. And, oh, we've had great bands come in, great food donated, lots of kids stuff to do. So Mm -hmm. that's that's, uh, slated for April 2020. So that'll be cool. And the speaker, the speaker series... Living Your Best Life speaker Yeah, series. yeah. So every year, every year that's that's become a signature event where we bring generally an internationally known speaker, or in this year's case, speakers, um, mm-hmm. to talk about what it means to live your best life. And then we, as part of that, we, we find somebody local who is just exemplifies living your best life. And this year, I bet a lot of peop- people that are listening certainly have heard of Smitty's Notes. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, one of our community's just most beloved favorite guys around town, Jeff Smith. And so um, we were able to recognize him this year as, a, as someone who exemplifies living their best life. So that was great. That was so great. Yeah. If you if you haven't been to the, the Living Your Best Life speaker series yet, I would so encourage you to do that. It's generally September or October. Yep, exactly. Um, Late September, early October. This will be, October. what, the fourth year? Uh, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to have, um, the author of, um, Tuesdays with Maury. His name is Mitch Abom. Am I saying that right? Abom. And, um, he's just published a new book about, uh, I, I haven't read it yet and I'm, now I'm blanking out on the name, but it's, it's about a, a, a young girl that he's adopted and their relationship. But I do think that um, she becomes ill, and it's about his pursuit of palliative care, and he wants to provide her the very best you know, possible quality of life. And so I think the book is really going to resonate with our mission. Yeah. Oh, that sounds super appropriate. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So save and, the date for that. And, you know, just talking about um, living your best life, I think one of the biggest misconcept- misconceptions about what we do at Trellis Supportive Care is help people die. And I know it sounds... No, it's true. I think that people do wrongly kind of... That's their first thought. And that... But what we're really doing is helping people live fully mm-hmm. until the very end. And it... You know, they people say, oh, happiness is a choice. And you hear these expressions that sound a little cliche, but they're really true. And so I think when people are facing this serious illness and they know they have a limited life expectancy, um, most people just are in denial sure and sure and or don't know how to access 
hospice care or what it's really all about. And a lot of times people in the medical community um, don't want to have that difficult conversation with a family and a patient. And they don't want to say, hey, yeah, um, this, this treatment is potentially going to do more harm than good. And how we like to how we we like to frame this up as you know, you, you kind of have to look reality in the face and then decide how do I want to take how do I want to live my final chapter mm-hmm. how do I want to live these final months of my life and um, with all the support from this team with Trellis, you 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 kind of redefine hope for yourself. Um, but some of the common hopes that that people have is they hope that. They're not a burden on their family when it comes to caregiving. Sure. They certainly hope they're not in pain. We can certainly control the pain. Mm-hmm. We're there for the family. We help people make memories. We help. A lot of times people's quality of life improves dramatically when they stop treatments that are no longer helpful. Um, people often feel so much better that they gain weight back. Most people that choose hospice actually will end up living longer than people that don't. Wow. A number of studies, a number of studies out there show that. So I I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So every time I, I go to any kind of trellis meeting, I always love that um, you guys do a mission moment, uh, which is really special. So do you I want you to take a minute or two and share one of your favorite um, stories that you can remember from a patient, from a family. Um. Oh, man, there's a ton. There's a ton. Um, but, you know, which is great. You know, here, I, there's two that, that are just popping in my mind because yeah. they, were, they were recent. We had a, we had a, um, we had a young man, um, and when I say young, I'm, I'm just ballparking 50-ish, let's say. And um, his passion was gardening. Mm-hmm. He was a like a professional landscaper, gardener. Oh, wow. Um, he didn't have much family locally. Um, but he was just a genuinely warm personality. And because he didn't have a lot of family locally, um, he did end up at the K.B. Reynolds Hospice Home um, for... Well, I don't know exactly how long he was there. However, he immediately bonded with the staff. And um, his nurse just really dialed into the fact that he loved gardening. And so she brought in some seeds and, and styrofoam cups. And there's these rooms are beautiful. Big window seats, lots of natural light, you know, plantation shutters, the whole bit. So you really do need to make your room your own if you're there. Yeah. And, uh, and and so here she is bringing in this these plants. And... Um, our, our maintenance guys recognized these that this these plants were in the window, and they said, so what's the story there? And they said, oh, man, you know, that could take a while for those plants to really mature and grow. Let's, plus, let's let's go ahead and make build him a garden. So, I mean, they literally built him this huge Aww. raised bed garden. In fact, there were two of them. And um, all this potting soil and plants that were more mature. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean... I am not a uh, vegetable gardening person, but I can tell you that we have all enjoyed lots of tomatoes, uh, cucumber, squash. Um, from this garden. Yeah, from it, I love it. it. In, in fact, his name was Roberto. So, in it, it was. Uh, I'm not. I'm not um, disclosing any uh, privacy because 
his family was so excited about this and he was so proud of his garden that we put signage out there that says Roberto's garden and we took his picture and um so you know just that brought him so much joy like literally being and it was a raised bed Mm -hmm. so he didn't have to you know do a lot of bending over and all this and um and it was also I don't know if anyone really had this this foresight but it's like a, a legacy, a lasting memory, and our maintenance guys, and the, you know, a lot of us who know the story. But there's a, there's there's a select group of people that are in touch with his family. Yeah. Now that he has passed, and they send the produce from his garden. They box it up and send it to his family from time to time. Oh. So his mother, how in special. fact. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, I know you guys are really good about. Um, posting extra special stories like that on your social media sometimes we'll see um so how can people find out more about trellis and how can they support you guys well you've mentioned some of our fundraising events and so i would say for someone who really doesn't know much about us you know if you're interested in joining our walk or run you know coming Mm -hmm. up this spring that you mentioned is a great way um but here here's here's what i'll say is and, I, and there's no finger pointing whatsoever when I say this, so I want the tone to come out right. But it, we are the sort of organization that people ought to get to know before they really need us. One, yeah. of, one of the things that is most important is for families just to have open and honest conversations about what they want their own end of life to look like. Mm-hmm. Or what do you, what, would you know what to do, for example, if your parent or your grandparent were to suddenly become ill what is it that they would want, you know? It's a hard conversation, but such an important such an important one. Yeah. I know yeah. you're a real champion for your grandfather. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I sort of, my analogy is who thinks about plumbing until there's water spewing out of their, yeah. you know, your bathtub's <laughs> leaking through the, you know, ceiling upstairs. Um, like, who, who are you going to call, you know? Yeah. You need to have that lined up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And and yeah. and not and, and and we don't want to be an emergency situation. No, we want people to, to to understand that this is really something. What we do affords people the very best quality of life possible, and we don't make saying goodbye an easy thing. Uh, but you are surrounded by support mm-hmm. and guidance. And we can take a lot of the fear and anxiety out of the process. Um, most people that get the courage to call us and enroll will say that they felt relief almost instantly. Wow. And that it was just so empowering to have the, the knowledge of what to expect and that people were coming in to take care of their loved ones so they could take that caregiver hat off and just be the daughter or just mm-hmm. be the wife. Um, but back to that part about just really, do, do you know what your grandparent or do you know what your parent would want? And so if someone driving in the car listening to this right now or working out, think about that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the first and best step that you can take to what is ultimately could be a really taxing and scary time just to know, you know what, to honor you and to support you and to have no regrets looking back. Um, mm-hmm. If you're ever in this situation, you would want hospice care or you would want aggressive treatments or you, under this circumstances, you really would not want aggressive treatments. 
just having those conversations and it's really not that difficult it's not yeah and just like hey what would you want if and what would you want if uh-huh. and you know what what is a you know it's easy to say what would you want your last meal to be right i mean yeah. you've heard that one before <laughs> yeah, right if this was true. if you that's had just true. one more meal you could eat so take that take that conversation take and it say a couple steps further <laughs> yeah you know and if yeah. it, if it was your last 6 months of life where, where would, would you want do yeah. you want to be in a hospital or do you want to be at home mm-hmm. do you want to have treatment that is making you nauseous if the projected outcome isn't going to extend your life at all or would you rather be at home mm-hmm. um, with excellent pain management and a team of people coming in to support you not just medically but emotionally and spiritually and your family um what are your favorite foods? What kind of music do you want? Who do you want to be around? Um, if there was ever a situation where you were with hospice, would you want to go into the to the hospice home ever, mm-hmm. or would at all at all costs would you rather just stay home? And because you know, we can just make these things happen for people most of the time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just encourage people to think about. Whether it's our hospice or you live someplace else, you're hearing this way outside of our service area. Make plans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we, we love what Trellis stands for, and we love working with you guys. And it was so nice to have you on here today. So if you um, don't know a lot about Trellis, or even if you do, I encourage you to support one of their many events that they have throughout the year. Um, and what's your website? Yeah, our website is super easy, and it's, it's friendly to navigate. The, and the um, web address is Trellis support.org trellissupport.org well that is easy enough yeah, I like it yeah. and you can of course find us uh, Forsyth Mags on Instagram and Facebook as well at Forsyth Mags and thank you Anne thanks for, for coming on today yeah I appreciate it thanks alright guys see ya the views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.